so there was a there was a turtle and he was uh, crossing the street, right? And you know, of course as a driver, you know, you don't want to be the person to run over a turtle. It's not good for your tires. Um and as I was um driving, I pulled over and I noticed a turtle trying to go up the curb, but it had some paper in its mouth. And it was Taco Bell wrapper, like a Taco Bell taco wrapper, you know, pretty flimsy, probably not great for the environment, but you know what, it is what it is. And as I went there to try to take it out of its mouth, um, well, I ended up taking it out of its mouth and all of a sudden it like uh, got a little scared. It started a... Uh, Going back into its shell, you know, started getting very protective of itself. And my conclusion for that is, I'm assuming, he was shell-shocked. Welcome to episode 26 of the Off and Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Clint. And welcome to the Friday pod. It is 4 a.m. It just turned 4 a.m. on Friday morning, and this will be up for you guys on Friday. Um, I'm gonna be honest, I really, um, don't feel like doing this, and I don't feel like doing this, I don't mean, like, not wanting to do the pod, because I don't want to do the pod, I just, I just really haven't been myself, um, I don't, really in a long time, but I've been pushing through to try to get myself out of this lull, of my personal life. And I was literally laying in my bed for a couple hours doing absolutely nothing tonight. Got home around 1 a.m. And I was really just trying to fall asleep so I can make an excuse to myself that I fell asleep and I wouldn't have to do this. And maybe I'll feel like it in the morning or the afternoon. Maybe not even do it tomorrow at all. But um, I think I couldn't fall asleep because in the back of my head, or really probably the front of my head, I, I, I knew my responsibilities, my personal accountability responsibilities. There's no one getting harmed if I don't do this. Like no one's relying on me for the pay their bills if I don't do this or nothing. But I've been holding myself to. Stay consistent, keep going, and stuff like that. Even though I've enjoyed every single one I've done to this, and I do this like I have more just hard time finding time to do it more than not wanting to do it. There's not a single time I haven't wanted to do it. Um, but time was a little different. Um, I was for the first time I was not really looking forward to doing it I wasn't you know having ideas go through my head of what to do in today's pod or nothing and I was just really I'm just really I'm just gonna come out and say it I'm really struggling as a person um not to get too serious but I do feel maybe I want to use this episode to like help you guys truly get to know me and my struggles. You know it's funny. Like I promised myself I would never. Like this podcast is just supposed to be. In a sense nonsense. But somewhat informational. Opinionated. Fun. Corny. Joking. You know. Ranting. Like that's really the soul of this pod. And I really feel like I've hold my end of the bargain. For people that have kept on listening. And. I guess I kind of want to be. You know. I'm not going to pretend to be in that mood today because I'm not. I'm really not. Um, wow. It's going to be really. Uh, pretty sure if you turn on this pod for some excitement, you're highly disappointed. Let me make you sad. Let me sadden up your day. But no, it's not even about being sad. I'm not sad. It's almost like 
Um, it's almost quite the opposite. I'm don't really have much of a feeling a lot of times. Um, I'm, I don't wake up excited and I don't fall asleep sad, depressed or nothing. Cause I'm not, I'm not depressed. I'm not sad. I'm just not feeling alive per se. Right. Um, I struggle with a lot of lulls in my life, really. Um, trying to figure out what direction I want to go with this, to be honest, because I don't know how much of myself I want to put out there. That's something I really struggle with. Um, I really have a lot of uh, reparations about that. I don't even know if that's the right word, but I have a lot of tri- tribulations. Maybe that's the right fucking word. But I I did make a video on my channel recently that was just a video I did for the channel. And it was about my loneliness, right? And the video is not literally about, oh my god, I'm so lonely. It's literally about how my actions and my personality and my behaviors that I have caused on myself or that I have developed myself over the Really, my whole life, but I'll just say specifically the past five, six years of my life. The reason why I have this loneliness to me and this isolation to myself is because I've set my life up to be as such. Um, Can't really blame anyone but myself. And by blaming, I don't mean like it's a bad thing, but it's certainly not. For some reason, I'm not happy with it, right? How much can you be unhappy with yourself if that's who you are? Or do you feel like you could be better? And you just kind of accept the aspects of yourself just to justify to yourself why you are the way you are. And um, there's even a lot of personal friends that don't really know how I was growing up. Um... Growing up, I used to be on a lot of antidepressants. I used to be on bipolar medication. I used to be on three or four medicines at a time because I had anger issues. I used to be on medicine because literally for antidepressant. And I guess I'm... I don't think I haven't taken any medicine probably in the past eight, nine years of my life. And the difference between me now, if I feel these things, then then is that I have control of myself and I can identify the things I feel. The misnomer is that these things will always stay with you in life. If you struggle with something at the age of 16, it's always going to be wired inside of you. And... Like, depression, you know, to me at this point, I don't really have, like, depressing uh, days or nothing. I have very specific moments that trigger depression for, it could be just for an hour or whatever. It could be something that reminds me of something and something that makes me feel less of myself. And it can make me depressed for a short period of time, but I'm able to identify that and be able to... Uh, direct my feelings or my emotions in the right way. That's the difference between learning how to deal with your shit and just relying on medication to solve it. One of the reasons why I stopped taking medication um, is for the simple fact that the side effects of these motherfuckers are no joke. Um, Gained a lot of weight on that shit. The second I got off the shit, is when I got in the greatest shape of my life. Um, I wasn't always tired. Um, I didn't feel like complete sadness all the time. The irony of antidepressants is all it does, it's almost like it. what it does is it makes you, yeah, you're not depressed as often because you're not even literally awake enough to be not depressed. 
And anyone that's ever been on med- medications for that type of stuff understands that it's not a magic pill that makes you happy. It suppresses the quote-unquote sadness or depression within yourself from a biological standpoint. But by default, if you're on that shit too long, it fucks up your biological over the long period of time. But I don't really want to get into all that. But yes, I was on... Plus, I was on bipolar medication. And although I think my bipolar is controlled for the most part... um. Nowadays, it's less about, back then, it was more about anger and sadness, like physical anger, never directly towards people, but I would break controllers, I literally would punch walls, I would hurt myself and I'll always punch my knee, that was the biggest thing, I used to punch my fucking thigh, people like, man, you got big quads and thighs, must be hitting the leg presses, like, oh yeah, I'd be pressing these, uh, be pressing these knuckles against my leg and it swells up and call it muscle. Oh, when you can find the humor in your own shit, it's amazing. But, um, that shit, man, it, it changes. It literally changes how you operate. And now that as I've gotten older and off the medication, I really hit a good place like four or five years ago when I was not on medication, I truly felt like I solved it. And like I was in great shape. I was confident with myself. You know, I was fairly happy most of the time. Like I really felt like for the first time in my life, I felt normal, right? I felt like a balanced person. I had confidence enough to be myself and you know, make friends in a lot of ways, you know, talk to girls in a confident way that actually felt genuine, like, I felt like at least I was starting to figure out life, right, and over time, um, for a lot of various reasons I'm not going to get into, a lot of that has not only regressed below the means, there's parts about myself that I feel are a lot worse than that 13, 14, 15 year old self when I was just an out of control child in a sense. Um, and over the past year and a half, I have just not been myself. And by not been myself, I literally mean I don't have these I don't have that motivation to be the best parts of myself, right? And from a physical, uh, from a driven standpoint, in a lot of ways, it's not that... The worst part is when you know what you need to do to fix the things about yourself. And when you know the work it takes because you have accomplished that yourself, so... The worst part, it's very hard to convince someone or to teach someone how to accomplish a feat that they've never even done something resemblance before. But when you know what you need to do because you have accomplished that before and then some and you just got to redo it and start from scratch again. It's a scary place because when you're starting from scratch again. You're going to go through the struggles that remind you of you have let yourself go as a person to the point where you're going to have this self-hatred towards yourself. You're going to have a lot of self-doubt and you're going to start feeling worse about yourself when you start from scratch because you're like, how did I let myself get to this point? You know, why, what, what went wrong Along the way, I have to restart and get my myself completely right again. And that is something I have struggled with over the past year and a half. Is I've let myself go, not only physically. Um, I genuinely, it's not that I don't care for myself. Because this is not a PSA for help, no. It's a genuine... Um, transparency 
of my personal struggles and how I am so aware of it that it can be very hard to justify to other people why my struggle is my struggle. And I struggle with a lot of things for various reasons, right? Um, and at the end of the day, I can't, again, it's accountability. It's the one thing I say, again, one of the greatest qualities of me is that I take accountability for all my shit. But you could take accountability for all your shit, and it doesn't mean anything. All it means is that you are deemed better to people that you explain your problems to, and then they have hope for you that you don't even really have hope for yourself about. It just gives you a brief moment of optimism, but it's a start. Without taking accountability, even if you do do the things you need to do to change, the sole problem is still going to be the problem. Because you can lie, you can lie to everyone else, but you cannot lie to yourself over time. You lie for a brief period of time, but in the back of your head, you know when you're lying to yourself and everything will regress back to the mean. So you do have to take accountability at the start, but you can take all the accountability in the world and it doesn't make you necessarily feel this instant fire to get it right. And the thing is, I don't know what I feel. On a lot of days. I think I feel the one of the worst things you could kind of feel. When it comes to struggling with everyday life. And the thing is. My thing is it has. Typically when people my age have struggles with this stuff. It has to do with they're not where they want to be in life. And honestly I can't say that. Because I'm fairly happy. Um, with my financial security i'm fairly happy doing things i enjoy like this podcast i like how i make time for things i actually genuinely enjoy that are actually my passions and my interests i actually have hobbies like but i struggle but sometimes i think do i do these things as a distraction right Attractions can become distractions and vice versa. Everything can be good and ends up bad. You know, you get where I'm getting at with this. And I wonder, and I do wonder at times, am I doing this as a distraction to give me more excuses to not focus on shit I really need to focus on for myself because reality is I can incorporate the time to get my personal life together my health and fitness my ability to actually make friends my ability to actually go out and actually date and venture but there's a combination of me most of the time I don't think I want friendships like that right I know that's heavy contradiction like I don't care to put myself out there I don't care to Go above and beyond to share common interests with people. That feels like just a tedious, like I feel like I want to meet someone naturally type of shit. But at the same time, I do want that, you know. It's this heavy conundrum of myself. I understand everyone has contradictions and conundrums that they argue with themselves about this stuff, right? And I'm so worried that I'm going to become so socially distant from my peers and um, potentially at least people my age range to actually have genuine connections with, to actually go through life with in a sense that I don't know if what I'm doing is actually best for my interests in the short or mid long term what I'm doing in this podcast is definitely good for me in the long term because it's what I want to do 
but is putting so much time, am I putting so much time and effort, the the volume of podcasts I've done, the volume of uh, making videos and all this other stuff I do, is it just for a huge distraction to have an excuse to not get better at these other aspects in my life? I do think about that. And we always hear, and look, I'm all about working hard because I do. I'm all about um, rise and grind, even though I think a lot of that shit's corny. But the message is, if you want something, you have to go get it. You're going to have to wake up early, stay later. You have to, In order to get shit done, you have to spend the time to get shit done. I Trust me. I get that just as much as anyone, as someone that does apply that to their life. But... Am I getting lost in the world? Am I getting lost in a world just to justify my not being as well-rounded as it could be? At the end of the day, like, I can't complain about nothing. And this none of this podcast is complaining. It's explaining closer to who I am as a person. A lot of my friends don't even know shit I struggle with, because when they ask me for advice, I tell them, simply, get over it, and in a lot of simpler terms, for most things, it's like, you're overreacting, you're overthinking it, you gotta move past stuff, you gotta let go of the past, you gotta stop thinking about this girl, you gotta stop worrying about everything you've done wrong in the past couple years, and you gotta forgive yourself so you can move forward, like, all that, you know, but I'm one of those that gives all the great advice, but never asks for it myself. And I never actually apply to it myself. Is it a sense of too much pride? I guess. I'm very sympathetic towards a lot of people that struggle with things. But always, at the same time, I try to keep my struggles in perspective. Because my struggles are very, very nothing in the great perspective. The struggles I have show that I am doing a lot of good things in my life, right? Like, the struggles I have, I don't have no drug addiction. I haven't drinking alcohol in over a year. I don't do any drugs in general. I don't have any um, substance of any type issues. My issues are literally confusion. I'm confused with what I feel a lot. It's hard for me to actually get in touch with myself. Not to be too fucking corny. But I think I feel like one of the worst, when you get to certain stages in your life, one of the worst rabbit hole routines is when you start feeling indifferent. Because instead of waking up, putting myself in uncomfortable situations, going to work out, exercising, putting myself through these tedious activities that are going to make me not only stronger and not only going to make me healthier, but they're going to just make me feel good. And I know that. I know just by going on the treadmill for 30 minutes, it's going to suck. I know that forcing myself to do an hour workout, it's going to suck. But then three hours after the workout, I'm going to be breathing great. I'm going to be consuming uh, drinks and consuming a shitload of water. Be eating a good chicken and rice. And I'm going to feel fucking great. But I make a conscious effort to avoid it. I've avoided discomfort. It seems like I go through my day avoiding discomfort more than actually trying to get better about myself. And when you start getting where that becomes a pattern of behavior, like over a year, a year and a half, where you're just trying to avoid discomfort to not cause any ripple affecting your day, you're just having, you don't have those great days, but you also just don't really have those bad ones. Every day's just kind of the same. And there's a lot of people that would pray to have a consistent 
type of steady day because that means they have stability. It sounds like you have stability. But having stability without putting yourself in positions for potential instability, you're not really, you know, pushing yourself. You're not really actually, um, not actually testing yourself in a lot of ways. You're trying to avoid something because it makes you uncomfortable. It's going to make you feel less than, and as a man, it's going to just make you feel Less masculine in a lot of ways, to be straightforward about it. Because you're not, let's just say if we're talking about working out, you're not the same strength you used to. How do you deal with that? How do you try to, like, oh, I could do this, but I'm trying to avoid injury, this and that, my leg, my and you make all these fucking excuses to yourself. And then you've gone two weeks and your legs feel like brittle. Your knees start hurting. You can't breathe. You treat people at work like they, uh, you just don't talk to anyone at work. You know, I think an issue I'm having right now is that I try, you know, I don't feel a need to actually say, like one, like a big flaw of mine, I still do to this day or don't do it, I should say, I don't say hello to people when they come into work to start out. I don't say hello to people I know on a daily basis. I just I just look at them and, you know, whatever. I don't greet people. I don't say goodbye. It feels weird. I don't know why that is. It just feels weird. And it's uncomfortable to say hello to someone for me. It kind of goes back into the social uh, the social issues I have sometimes I share this today like I guess I'm sharing this because it I think people need to understand that people find ways to mask their struggles in a lot of ways and you gotta be very careful thinking that all struggles are so apparent that it means someone's gotta be in the highest of highs or the lowest of lows, they got to either be sad, they got to be mad, they got to be crying, they got to, you can see someone's down on themselves, like, if I were to go through, if you were to sit by me for a week, and you were like one of those journalists trying to do a profile about me, you would not know that anything's really wrong with me. Like, in the sense of, you would never think I'm sad, you would never think I'm depressed, because I'm not. But, you wouldn't see all the mental hell that I feel with myself. And, I'm not in the business of bitching about stuff. Like, when people complain to me about the problems, like I've been doing for the past 26, 27 minutes, I, uh... I really just start to get annoyed. I really do. Because when I hear people complain about, oh, my mom, this, uh, my job, I hate it. I'm just like, why continue doing something you hate? That's the part I don't get. And the one thing, I don't do things I don't like. And at the same time, there's some things I don't like that I should probably start doing. Because, you know, they help you out. I think I've kind of entered into this phase of my life where I'm pretty, it's, it's this weird confusion and it's not the typical confusion of job, this and that and the other, like that stuff, you know, I'm, I've got my plan, my mental plan and all that for my vision, but What's troubling about it that I think about to myself is why do I want to have the plan I have, you know? Am I doing this for attention? I don't think I am, but maybe there's a part of me that secretly just wants someone to say, hey man, I like that one joke you made four minutes into your pod. It made like it made my day like that type of impact. Um, I don't know. 
I don't think it is because I don't feel, as of right now, I don't feel bad or nothing when people don't watch or nothing. But is that like my destination? Once I get that, then I'm not going to have the desire for it. I don't know. Is doing open mics and stand up, even though I enjoy it and it's fun and it's nice to work on stuff like. Am I doing that just to be kind of seen by the world or am I doing it because I actually want to put my life into that? I don't know. I think it's for the purest reasons. But is there any part of me that's very cynical? It's very materialistic? Probably. There's probably some craving of validation. I think everyone has craving of validation of some aspect. No one wants to go around and no one ever acknowledge when they do something and say it's good. I think that's, of course, not right. I just wonder, is my is my personal struggle... Does it really, is it really something that's irreversible? Of course it is. All it takes is me to get out of my fucking head, stop being lazy about some shit. Um, but, or is this just kind of who I am? Am I this socially awkward person that's not even the... It's not even the cute socially awkward. Like, it's legitimately the type of awkward where one interaction and you you may not come back to the table where I'm at. Like, if we're just chilling at a coffee shop and there's a group of people, I may say one thing misguided and you get a little uncomfortable and you just like gradually, oh, I'm going to go to the bathroom. And then you just, when you get out of the bathroom, you just sit at a table on the other side of the coffee shop gradually and you just leave your drink over there and not come back and get it and just pretend it's cool. You just order another drink because it's better than the awkward interaction of me seeing that you don't want your drink no more. (sighs) Yeah. Maybe so. But I think a lot of people can relate to this in a weird way because I'm just I'm just a guy with a regular job. I'm just a guy who has very similar issues as probably a lot of people that you would consider insane. People that you would you know uh cringe about. People that you would probably make fun if you saw videos of them having meltdowns on TikTok or Snapchat. And that was me at 13 or 14. Would I ever have one of those meltdowns? No, not today. But people probably be surprised at the personal, um, my personal interactions with myself. It's not something that a 25-year-old should be having interactions with himself about but it's controlled I'm very good at directing my anger to me and not to anyone else when it's not needed like I've always just kind of you know, you can get a bad rap for blaming yourself. You don't want to blame yourself for everything. But to me, it's better to blame yourself and hold yourself accountable than to blame other people. Because then you fall into really bad habits of just blaming other people for your shit. And I think that's a very immature it's entitlement. And the sad part is when you get older and you see 35, 40 old people with that entitlement type of shit. And blame a lot of other things other than their decisions in their life for that. It really makes you at least feel a little bit better about yourself when you're not that way. It's better to take accountability even when it's not your situation to take accountability for. And move forward and move on. Than to not take accountability for essentially anything because you can always justify for why you did x or why you did y you know like i just 
I know this is probably the most boring fucking audio or vid anyone's ever fucking watched, but this is the type of mood I'm in. Like, I just feel like in this confessional mood because it's so much cheaper than going to Dr. Dudley and paying fucking $300 a fucking session, even with medical insurance. Jesus Christ. And it's almost like I have this um, helpless feeling. Like, I do feel like I've been trying to internally fix this myself. That I am so afraid to reach out for help on this. Like, I am, like, I'm even afraid that someone I talk to on a weekly basis. And we talk about simply a bunch of just internet bullshit, you know. And... You know, we have fun with it, and even someone with, like him, who I feel comfortable speaking a lot of personal things with, I don't really feel comfortable um, complaining about my life, because it's not really anything to complain about at the end of the day, at least I feel as such. I don't know if it's just me. Quote, unquote, convince myself, you're not complaining because you have good perspective, Clint. Or is it, I'm not complaining because maybe if I were to say it, whatever it is, I would be told that you need to, you need to, like, work on that. Whatever it is. And the process of working on something is hard when it's with yourself. And to seek outside help is really, it's almost like you know the answers you're going to be told, right? You know what they're going to tell you. You know they're going to tell you, you just need to move on, you need to move forward, you just need to, you need to find a way to cope with your shit. And it's like, yeah, I've been, look, I heard that shit all my young adolescent teens when I went to all these psychiatrists and psycho whatever man and that shit man as great of a service as it is and I'm like obviously I'm not gonna see and shit on psychiatrists psychologists and shit like that but what I will say from my personal experience is that it's essentially it's basically a waste of time when you're doing that and on medicines, if the individual doesn't really have the self-control, doesn't develop that themselves at some point. And that's why I was able to get to going through being on antidepressants, lithium, Respiradol, um, fucking Depakote. Some of them were antidepressants, some of them were bipolar shit, Um, and the only reason why I'm comfortable sharing that is because I haven't been on that shit for seven or eight years. People I work with, people who I know in my personal life would never know I bipolar. I don't even know if I could technically say I have it anymore, even though I do have personal, like, episodes to myself, but they're typically self-deprecating. They're never out, they're never taken out on anyone else. And that could be a problem even when something should be taken out on someone else. But you have programmed yourself enough where it's better to take the blame than to put your blame on someone else. Even if in the moment you don't know who should be directed. Your episode anger or sadness. The thing about bipolar that's really weird is that... When you get angry, you have a problem. But when the average person gets angry over the same shit, they're just angry. When you are having sad moments in your life, oh, it's because he's a little crazy. He's bipolar. His wiring's just not right. But if someone else is sad, they must be really going through something. If you are... If you have relationship issues with someone because your emotions go
go up and down, regardless of what someone did to make your emotions go up and down. You're the one that either needs to get it right, go therapy, start getting all medicine to fix your marriage or your relationship. But someone else does it, and you just need to have better communication. It's these weird stigmas that we put on people with certain conditions. That's why when I hear people, that's why I always roll my eyes when people talk about, we care about mental health. It's like, no, you don't. A lot of you don't really struggle with anything mental health-wise. And I'm not even saying I do at this point in my life. But as someone that has dealt with it, Someone that has actually dealt and actually had to learn how to manage this shit. That's why when I see people like have sympathy for people um, that murder people because they're psychotic. Or people that rape kids or molest kids because they'll be like, well, you know, I don't, you got to understand. Could you imagine if you were attracted to young children? It's like, um... Just because you have conditions doesn't mean you shouldn't be held to your actions. You don't get a free pass just because you have fucking mental issues. Or just because you have behavioral issues. There's a, a, lot, a lot of that shit irks the fuck out of me. Because you need to be held accountable for your actions. So you are basically forced to either get it right or you will not be a part of society. And now that I think about it. Like kind of, I think a lot of my social issues and my issues of connecting with people has to do with the fact that maybe I kind of got a later start on um, being normal enough to feel comfortable around people. And by the time I got around people, people already mastered or at least were comfortable in social settings from a younger age. And when I got there, it was like learning how to walk, but while I was learning how to walk, people were breaking Sha'Carri Richardson type of 100 meter records and Usain Bolt records, while I'm over here just trying to stand on two feet when it comes to social interactions, and I think the biggest thing that when you have like quote-unquote disorders or you have issues of some sort it sets you back in the most basic of areas in life to be socially acceptable then you have to hide your disorders you have to hide things about yourself so you're not perceived a certain way but then when people interact with you and you hide those aspects of yourself but then the things that you're socially not strong in then they just think that you're there's no context to why you are the way you are. And it can be a very I think that's kind of the issue with me, and I think a lot of people can relate to that in a lot of ways. Cause you're always taught your disorder if I remember growing up, it wasn't that my mom or dad is not that it's not that they didn't, they tried everything they could to make it better. They really did. They paid out of pocket for all those therapy sessions. I used to, two days a week, I had an excuse to not be at school till like 9 or 10 a.m., two hours after school start because I would have my appointment. And I have my appointments. I mean, mom would wake up extra early just to make sure. Because she was, I think she was generally worried I would not survive in society. And luckily, I was able to at least figure it out to become productive member of society. And not only be a productive member, but actually have an ambition to be something more than just a productive member. Just to fit in. Like, I embrace the aspects that are myself because it benefits me in a lot of ways. At the same time, I understand that the things also benefits you. <sighs> By default, there's going to be downsides to it. And like anything in life, there's good and bad to everything. Again, it's a trade-off. But sometimes I just wish the negative aspects of the trade-off was just a little less shitty. <laughs> like... And I don't know. 
This is probably the realest shit I'll ever put out. And it'll probably be the last podcast I ever do of this serious of nature about myself. Next episode, I'll be back to, you know, bitching about uh, Harry style. Not Harry fucking style. Prince fucking Harry and Meghan Markle getting a fucking ribbon for having two fucking kids. And only having two kids because they're caring about the environment and carbon emissions more. Because, you know, having a third kid is going to be the difference between the greenhouse effect and full effect or not. So anyone that has over two kids, I guess you're a piece of shit. You know, you don't care about the environment or, you know, you don't care about keeping population alive. You know, they're preventing overpopulation for literally doing fucking nothing. But whatever. They get awards for doing the most common thing that's ever been done in fucking history. And that's having kids. It's literally the most common thing that's ever happened. But whatever. That'll be for another show. But yeah. I think, um... I realize I haven't looked in the camera for most of this fucking either. Jesus fucking Christ. This is probably dragged out. Probably something that could have been said in 12 minutes, but I dragged out the 45. Um, I just hope that this podcast, you know, it can at least help someone understand that someone that you can think is entertaining, fun... You know, I have gotten private messages of people having enjoying these shows, to be honest. it's That's kind of a great feeling. Um, it's kind of a great feeling to at least feel like I'm being myself actually has good dividends. There are people that actually enjoy um, what I do or what I have done this far. Um, but yeah, if you, I guess I'll just summarize this like. When I wake up on a regular day, um, and I think a lot of people can relate to this, I'm not enthusiasm to get out of bed, enthusiastic to get out of bed, but I'm not hating getting out of bed either. Sometimes I'll just keep laying in bed a couple hours after I wake up just because I don't know what to do. I don't know really what I want to do that day. And if I, and it's a weird, it's a very troubling feeling to myself because I know that's not a way to get your goals done or get the shit you say you want done. It's a, I know. And if I was speaking to my boy Jeffrey, he'd be like, bro. You just need to get in the gym. You just need to run. You just need to lift weights. And I'm like, yeah, I know. (laughs) Trust me. I know. And that's the worst part is I know. And I can't. I can't um, find the desire for something other than just that. Because I noticed my thought pattern. When it came to working out, exercising in sports. There had to be a reason beyond myself why I was why I was doing something, and I think what I'm I think what I'm realizing is I'm chasing something to have a purpose beyond myself. Um, like if you have a kid, that gives you a reason beyond yourself, you know. Um. Or if you just have something that's literally beyond just your self-interest. And I think I've lived for my self-interest long enough where it's almost like I'm I'm just begging for something to give me that push that I'm waiting for. And I know it's probably not going to come. I just have to create that push myself. And sounds corny as fuck, but I need to push myself up and pull myself up and just get after it. Stop being a fucking pussy. And not even just working out. Obviously, that's like kind of one of the things I'm talking about, but a lot of things. I think the thing, 
it's not even about trying to chase after what I used to be. It's honestly trying to be a more realistic, better version of my life now and what I want. And I struggle with all over. I can eat well, but then I go to the gym, don't feel like, you know, it's it's almost like I'm str- I don't expect perfection from myself. And that's the crazy part. I'm not a perfectionist. I'm not one of those that weighs out my food. I'm not one of those that writes down my sets and shit. I'm like when I go to the gym, I just go and I just fucking bust it. But when I don't have the desire to bust it, I don't go. Because I I will not go to the gym and do a half-ass job. But it's better to consistently go to the gym and do a half-ass job than to not go for four months. Tell you that much. <sighs> but to any of my friends that are listening to this, I just, everyone, I'm okay. This is not a sad pod. If you haven't picked up that, this is not a sad, this is not a cry for help. This is me being transparent of people that may interact with me or people that may be introduced to this channel of who who I am in a sense, you know? Like why I kind of am the way I am. And, you know, I could be very... You know, look, I joke around a lot on this channel, right? I, I rant about nonsense. I rant about at a Culver's burger place, some dude fucking on the phone for five minutes because he didn't ask what his girlfriend wanted and she's figuring out he's telling her the menu being a fucking bitch. Like, I make jokes about that shit. And that did happen, by the way. All the shit happens. But, you know, there's probably some deep-rooted issues with me. With that shit. Like. Why am I mad at some fucking dude. (laughs) Who's just trying to get. Make sure he gets his girlfriend's meal right. Well I could tell you why. Because I fucking hate people that are inconsiderate of other people's times. You're not the focal point of the fucking world. And. That's something I had to learn like. Your. Your issues is not the focal part of everyone else's issues. And even now when I talk about this stuff, I have I have that knowledge and mindset. But for some reason, I have a need or a feeling to tell someone. And maybe it's for me to feel more relatable. So when people listen to my shit, they know like I'm a real person. I'm not this cold, callous person that probably seems a bit critical at times and shit. And I'm not critical really, but. I say my opinion and whatever, like, but I have struggles, as we all do, and struggles look in many, struggles has a lot of different looks to it. My struggle is a lot better than most people on this earth, and I say that, like, with all humbleness, like, I don't... Compared to what I was when I was 13, 14, 15 to today, like my mom could tell you, my dad would tell you, it's night and day. Like, you know, and it's, I'm happy of the progress I made, but I feel like in the past year I've taken a lot of step back. I've taken a lot of steps back from where I feel I should be at this point in my life. Like I was on a really good progression. And something happened. And it just fucked me up. And I take accountability and responsibility. For being weak. And letting that affect me the way it did. You sit here. Anything happened to you in life. Um, but if in order to overcome things that you were weak in the moment and failed in the moment of reacting to it the way you should at your age. And it broke me. And it completely put me in a down spiral, which put my health in a down spiral because I was not just not taking care of myself. I was drinking 
every single night for like seven, eight months. It was depressing. Well, maybe not seven, probably like five, six, but it felt like seven or eight. Like, I've never drinking, I've never bought alcohol before. Like, I never bought alcohol with my own money. I only drink alcohol at parties and whatever not. But when I, I noticed when I would literally drink alcohol, I got to a point where obviously my tolerance went way up. And on top of that, I started getting marks on my body because I completely drank so much that little blood vessels started showing my stomach, which are still there to this day. Um, I... I'm so fortunate that I never, my liver never gave out, or kidney, whatever the fuck. I gain, by default, you gain decent amount of weight. Um, my breathing was terrible. My headaches, I was barely alive for four or five months. Like, I would literally just be going through the day, just trying to recover from the previous night of lonesome drinking, and... Then get home and repeat it. And then I would eat a bunch of bad food by default. Because of course, you know. That's what you do when you drink. And I literally, the only days I would not drink. This is how bad it got. The only days I would not drink. Is because. I literally would fall asleep before I had the opportunity to drink when I come home. It would literally just be a day to recover. (laughs) Now I get right back on the wagon. I probably like I did the math based on the alcohol I was buying, right? Drinking five, six days a week, twenty, thirty bucks a pop. That's a hundred fifty a month. Well shit, no, more than a hundred fifty a week. No, probably like a hundred a week. So I did the math, four hundred, eight hundred, twelve hundred. I was I spent a couple Three, probably $3,000 over six months on alcohol. That's how down on my life I got. And I I don't even like to say I was an alcoholic. Because when, when I think alcoholic, I think of people that struggle for years and years. And the worst part is I didn't even have the desire to quote unquote drink alcohol. Like, I was never got that addiction. It became more of this routine. It became more of this habit. It became of this escape to escape the sadness I was feeling. And it became an excuse to not take care of myself. It just became an excuse. If you're waiting for me to do some pep rally type of shit to tell you, this white, no, I'm, I'm not that guy in general. But this is real. I was a person who was lost, beyond lost. I was a person. And the thing is, it's been over a year, right? I have not drinking a single drop of alcohol in over a year. I am still paying the prices on my body for those six months. If that is for any measure out there. Is that it takes you twice as long to fix. It will take you twice or three times as long to fix the problem that you caused it yourself. Than it did to actually have that problem happen. Like I don't know how long it will take for me to recover and get my life. Because what people don't realize about when you are caught in those cycles. Is that. I had to literally, I couldn't even quit cold turkey because of the amount, the shaking, the blood flow issues I was having in my whole body. My heart would tighten up, my chest, my back, my stomach felt like shit. I only threw up a few times because my body doesn't throw up well, so literally everything just stayed in my stomach, and that shit fucking hurt. What people don't realize is that when you have done it for 
so consistently over a period of time. The amount, the mass I was drinking, right? I'd had no plans of sharing this, by the way, but fuck it. Um, it's not one of those things that you just can stop cold turkey without having severe, um, potentially severe, um, what are they called? Not seizures, but, you know, um, withdrawals. I probably could have had a seizure, um, you know. It's very possible with my asthma and shit, you know. I, it could have been possible, but very fortunate that didn't happen. Um, but I legit, it took, I literally felt sick for like a month and a half after I was able to completely stop. For like literally three or four days, I had to lower it, lower it, lower it. I looked up videos to make sure I do it the right way. And I did it all myself. I didn't seek therapy. I didn't. You know, because I always feel like I, if I cause myself a huge issue, right, it's not someone else's responsibility, even if it is someone who's literally paid to fix that responsibility. To me, I feel like it's much stronger if you're able to, to try to get it right yourself. And it's a much harder journey. I would say I didn't even feel normal from a health standpoint. For at least two or three months after I was able to get off. To be pretty honest about it. Um, It was probably around Christmas. When I started feeling at least. Okay. You know. I remember it. Um, And even then like I just. Something I just still wasn't great. But. My body was all out of whack and everything. But I at least felt like. I have a chance, and my body's at least feeling like a chance, and I've been kind of stuck in that place since, but, man, and I never thought I would have a drinking problem or any type of substance issue since I don't fall into peer pressure, but that's the sad part. I told myself I would never drink by myself. I told myself that I would never be that guy, because to me, that's sad and pathetic, and yet, guess what I did? It was sad and pathetic. And that's the way I looked through that period of time. People that interact with me. I probably had videos, drunk videos I sent to personal friends on Snapchat and shit. Saying dumb shit, you know, whatever. And it's a sense of embarrassment of myself, but it's one of those things where. I'm embarrassed, but I don't deny that it happened. I was going through a rough time in my life. And at the same time when I was going through a rough time, this opportunity came up that I can't really talk about. It was a great opportunity. And I was struggling with my alcohol issue. And I was potentially going to get paid to write a movie type of shit. And, you know, that's still an off and on thing and a weird thing, but it's, it's weird how all that happened at the same fucking time. And man, like, Jesus, I feel like a fucking, I feel like a fucking idiot. Because the weird thing, I didn't blow the opportunity. I somehow found a way to have a legitimate chance at that and have still have a legitimate shot at making something of that happen. But I just think about, man, what if I was in that perfect mindset that I was in three or four years ago and the opportunity came up? Who knows, like, what the fuck I could have created. But I was so self-destructive and I got caught in this routine. And I have no one to blame but myself for it. No one made me go to the store to buy alcohol. No one made me do anything. It was because I was escaping something. And something I still struggle with this day. But it's something that at the very least I know better way. I know what I need to do to finally move past that. And... (sighs) I just hope like... This pod today can help people. 
people see me making jokes and people don't realize like all the shit I had to go through the past year to really get to the point where I actually found a fucking way to start making this happen. I've always had the idea of doing podcasts. I did with my friend for a brief period of time, but like I said before, schedules and I just don't think he really wanted to do it like that. And that's okay. But it just seemed like I had failure after failure. And then I escaped once whatever happened. And then coming out of that, the isolation, the loneliness. I just kind of said, fuck it. And I just found a way to start it. I have the most inept laptop to complete these tasks that I do. But somehow I have found a way. I have found a fucking way. I've gone out of it. I've gone out of the darkest year and a half of my life. So that's why the perspective I have now is. It's still dark. But it's for different reasons. Like. And I haven't had those desires to go do the things. To abuse myself. To go back to find the alcohol. To go back. I haven't had any of those desires. But I chase that desire to feel something other than what I'm feeling as well. But I know I'm at least doing what I need to do to get there. And I think I'm going to stop there. It's an hour fucking seven minutes of me talking about myself. And I hate people that talk about themselves. But here... Here I am. Um, to anyone that's struggling with things out there, um, reach out to people you care about. Be open about it. People are here for you. You know, if you're struggling with something, don't wait till it's too late. Um, but yeah, go follow me on the IG, the Tiki Talk. Um, Please like and subscribe the vid, even though I haven't looked into the vid. Maybe you have YouTube Premium. You're just fine. Listen to audio. Whatever. Uh, find a podcast wherever you get podcasts. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever the fuck. Oh, yeah. And uh, suck some titties. That's probably doesn't fit the tone of today's video, but got to fit it in. Sucking some titties. And, uh... Um... Hope you guys enjoy this depressing Friday pod. And uh, yeah, enjoy y'all's day.